Well, hello, it's Todd, and welcome to our weekly edition of Spinning Singles. And we're going to um, pick up where we left off last week on the chart of November 18th, 1978. And we weren't quite finished with the new songs that were coming in that week. And uh, one thing before we get started, just so you know, I mean, I was 12 when these songs were coming out. So my opinions of them have changed a little bit. But when they first came out and I first heard them, obviously I liked some and I didn't like some. So, you know, it happens with everybody how your tastes change over the years. So I'm pretty much going to try to stick with the way I felt about these songs when I heard them and the first song I heard them on the countdown. And if there's a significant difference, then I'll definitely let you know up until today. But uh, let's continue on. And the first song I'm going to talk about is by an artist who had been around a long time, was a teen idol, and had been having hits for the last 20 years up until this point. And I'm talking about Paul Anka. And he debuted at number 38 that week with a song called This Is Love. Now, it's a ballad. And at that time, he was on the RCA label. And at that time, I really only knew about his big hits in the in the 60s for Paul Anka. And since it was a ballad, it really didn't register very high with me. But the song all went on to peak at number 35, um, and that's as high as it got. So um, obviously today, great more respect for Paul Anka. But when you're 12 and listening to a ballad, didn't mean a lot to me at the time. So that was number 38, the last song that came in that week that we'll talk about is actually a duet. And at the time, they were probably one of the most famous duets because they had their own TV variety show. And I'm talking about Donnie and Marie Osmond. And um, of course, I remember watching their show on TV and enjoying it. And uh, this particular song debuted at number 39. It would only go to number 38. And as far as I know, it's their last top 40 together so far. And it's called On the Shelf, and it was from a movie that was out at the time uh, called Going Coconuts. I never saw the movie, so I couldn't tell you anything about it. The song is kind of a, um, a disco dance song, I guess, and it's on the Polydor label. Not particularly hard to find. Had a Polydor sleeve and no picture sleeve. But the thing about uh, Donnie Marie Osmond, I would get to meet Donnie years later when I was in the um, working for a radio station in Washington, D.C. He, he had a comeback in the 80s, which we'll talk about later on. But he had a listening party at a restaurant down in DuPont Circle, and I was uh, able to go to it and had the pleasure of meeting him and talking to him and having a conversation with him. And I still remember to this day what we talked about, even though it was probably... 20 years ago at this point, but we talked about his purple socks and his purple bike. And I was hoping to see Marie, but she was not there. It was just him. So great guy, nice guy. And he's still recording. In fact, he just put out a new CD about four or five months ago. And um, we'll talk about Donnie more as the days go on. But uh, this particular song was on the shelf and it made it to 38. So the next week we're going to talk about is November 25th, 1978, which is around Thanksgiving. Don't remember Thanksgiving too much that year, except we always had big family gatherings, but uh, this was dated the 25th. And the first song that came in, um, the highest that week, was at number 37. It was by um, Bob Seeger, 
And We've Got Tonight is the name of the song. It was a nice ballad, and it would also become a hit later on in the 80s for Sheena Easton and Kenny Rogers. But this particular song was on his Capitol Purple label. It did come with a picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of him on the cover, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, We've Got Tonight. And the sleeve's uh, not too particularly hard to find, but this song would go all the way to number 13, which was pretty good for him. It, it was 37 that week, and that's Bob Seger. Uh, next song to come in was probably their last hit on the Hot 100 at the time. And it was a group called Linda's Farn, and the song was called Run For Home, and I kind of liked the song a lot, heard it on the radio. It came in at 39 and would only go to 33. Um, it was on the Atco label at the time. And not too much I can tell you about the group. They had one hit in the early 70s, and this was their own, their second hit on the U.S. charts, uh, Run For Home. And it came in at 39 and went to 33. Um, not a particularly easy record to find nowadays. You don't hear it on the radio. I guess it would be considered um, yacht rock at this point, but a uh, great song nonetheless. Uh, the next song, as we're rolling along here, came in at number 40 and was only moving up two spots, but it would go to all the way to number nine, and that's from Eric Clapton and his man, of course, Eric Clapton, very famous. And at the time, the song was called Promises. Probably heard it on the radio a lot. And um, on his label, RSO at the time, with an RSO brown sleeve, did not have a picture sleeve, but a very well-played record at least in my area, when I was growing up, I'd hear it all the time, had a very melodic refrain to it. And that's Promises by Eric Clapton, and it would go to number nine. So the next uh, record we're going to talk about actually came in the next week, obviously, and we're getting into December 2nd, 1978, the last month of the year. And this song came in at number 34, which was a good uh, debut for this particular artist. It was his only solo top 40 hit. It was Ace Freely, and of course, he was a member of the group Chris. And at the time, they were all putting out their own solo albums at the time. And his spawned a single called New York Groove. Um, to this day, you still hear it from time to time. A great song about New York City, upbeat, kind of danceable, um, not like his Kiss music. And it's on Casablanca, his label at the time. And it would go all the way to number 13. It was also a number one song on my countdown because I like the song a lot. But it was his only hit solo-wise. And that's New York Groove, East Freely. And yeah, it's probably about a 5 or $10 record nowadays. Uh, no picture sleeve with it, though. Uh, next song we're talking about came in at number 38. And at the time, it would be their last top 40 hit. Of course, we didn't know that, but it was the group Hot Chocolate and uh, the Soul Group. And the song was called Every One's a Winner. That's one being the digit one. And it was on Infinity, a light Infinity label with a light Infinity sleeve. We go all the way to number six, so it was a pretty big hit for them. And uh, that's Hot Chocolate, Every One's a Winner. Next song to come in that week at number 39 was the Soul Group called Switch. And they were on Gordy at the time. And the song is called They'll Never Be, a ballad. And the thing about this song I remember was it was a very slow ballad song, so it didn't really register a lot with me, obviously because of my age, because I liked upbeat music. But when they put this song out, 
on a promo, they had it on red vinyl, which I thought was kind of cool. And I do have a copy of that. So the red vinyl copy is kind of hard to find. I would say it's probably about a $10 record. You don't see it too often. And you don't hear the song too often on the radio either at this point. Um, last song to debut that week, the first week of December, was by Dan Hartman. And at the time, he was more of a disco singer, but he went on to be a pop singer in the 80s. But this song was called Instant Replay. Definitely a disco song. Would go all the way to number 29. And my cat is saying hi, if you can hear that. Um, the thing about this record was I bought it on 45, and for some reason it always skipped all the time. So I had to go through several copies to where I could find one that didn't skip. Not sure why, but maybe it was just the styrene of the of the record that I got. Um, it's on the Blue Sky label, which was pretty much his label. I can only think of maybe one or two other artists on that label. But um, most of his stuff was on the Blue Sky label in the 70s, and that's Dan Hartman Instant Replay. A couple songs we'll talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week that, are, that I like that were not huge hits. One of them was by Kenny Loggins, and it was called Easy Driver, kind of an upbeat song that you never hear. Came in at number 86 and made it to number 60 on the Hot 100. It's on his Columbia label. But if you ever hear it, he, I thought it was a nice driving song. It's called Easy Driver. Not particularly hard to find. Didn't have a picture sleeve. And the last one we're going to talk about, coming in at number 88, was, of course, one of my favorite singers, and I've talked about him before, Jimmy Buffett. He's actually going to be performing in concert um this summer in july in merriweather post which is outside of baltimore but he comes around just about every year and uh, he's been putting out great music this particular song was called manana and it came in at 88 and only made it to 84 it was on his abc label the thing about this single version it was a different version than what was on the album the album was a son of a son of a sailor and it was definitely an edited version. So if I wanted to hear the song, I would definitely hear it on the album. But this was a single. So that brings us to the next week in December of 1978. And at that time, it was December the 9th. And there were five more songs that debuted that week on the Hot 100. And the first song I'm going to talk about uh, was by the rock group Queen, who has remained extremely popular over the last 10 or 15 years. And this song's kind of unusual. It's actually an A and B side. And the A side is Bicycle Race. The B side is Fat Bottom Girls. And you heard both of them on the radio quite a bit when it was out. Came with a nice picture sleeve, which you don't really see nowadays. Kind of a hard sleeve to find. Shows a picture of a girl, obviously, on a bicycle with a fat bottom. So... <laughs> And the other side um, shows the group sitting on a pair of steps. But the sleeve is difficult to find. It's from their movie, uh, movie I want to say, album, Jazz. And that's Queen. It went all the way to number 24. Um, and that was its peak. Uh, next song, one of my favorite singers from the 70s, Olivia Newton-John, kind of broke out of her um, different type of music into more of a pop rock and roll kind of stuff. This is called A Little More Love. It was um, came in at 35. Would go all the way to number three, which was a big hit for her. And it was on her MCA label from her um, album called Totally Hot. It was her first single. And it did come with a picture sleeve. And the sleeve, I've only seen a couple times. Kind of hard to find. It's basically a black sleeve with a picture of her on one half of it and a black outfit leaning up against the wall. 
and that's on both sides of it. So if you ever see the sleeve, it's probably worth about 10 bucks. You don't find it too often. And the record itself made it all the way to number three. You still hear it on the radio, which is good. Um, the next song I'm going to talk about, you never hear on the radio. So we go from one that you do hear to one that I never hear. And maybe it's because it's kind of a country song. And it was one of the last hits for Glenn Campbell that crossed over onto the pop charts at that time. And it's a ballad called Can You Fool? And it's on his Capitol label, which most of his hits were, uh, the Purple label that was out in 1978. And um, it only made it to number 38. That's where it came in, and that's as high as it got. And not particularly a hard record to find, but just not one you hear. And me being the age I was, it was not one of my favorite songs by him. I liked his older hits that were much more popular. But this was Glenn Campbell and Can You Fool. Next song um, that came in was from that album, Again, The Cars, and we talked about that several um, editions back. But this song was another one from that debut album called My Best Friend's Girl and came in at 39 and went to 35. Should have been a lot higher of a hit, I think, than, um, than it was. And you always hear it on the radio, and people think, oh, that must have been a huge hit. But you know what? It wasn't at the time. It kind of It's one of those songs that kind of grew over time, to be honest with you. Um, it's on their um, label, Electro Asylum, and you still do hear that all the time on classic rock. So like I said, only went to 35, but at the time it wasn't a huge hit, but now it probably is considered one. Um, the last song to debut that week in December 9th was by, a, I guess you could call him a teen idol. He was teen idol for maybe three or four years in the mid to late 70s. His name is Leif Garrett. And this was probably his biggest hit. It would go to number 10, came in at number 40 that week. And it's I Was Made for Dancing. He was known for doing a lot of cover songs. This one, I'm not sure it was a cover. It could have been an original for him. But um, it was on Scotty Brothers, the label, which is a dark label. And um, it actually came with a picture sleeve, which is kind of common, actually. You do see it quite often. And it's got a picture of him just on the cover. And believe it or not, it looks like holly leaves on the right side. But it's, it's got the same picture on each side. Talks about his fan club. But like I said, this is probably his biggest hit because it went to number 10. And it was disco, you know, no doubt about it, dance song. And at the time, I loved that upbeat stuff. So that was a number one song as well on my, on my countdown. Um, and that was I Was Made for Dancing by Leif Garrett. So that moves us more into December, and the next week that we're going to talk about was uh, December the 16th, 1978, so we're heading in towards the end of the year, and the first song to come in is one of my favorites, turned out to be for the whole year, and it was pretty much his last hit, as far as I know, Ian Matthews. He had had hit with uh, Matthew Southern Comfort in the early 70s, but this was his last top 40 as a solo artist. And the song was called Shake It. It came in at 30 and went to number 13, which was a pretty big hit. It's on the Mushroom label, the same label as Heart was. And uh, the thing I remember about this song is back then I heard it on the radio a lot all over the place, especially in this area. And I remember it being used in a movie that I probably only saw when it came out. But I remember the movie had Tatum O'Neill in it. And I think it was called Little Darlings, but I'm not sure. It was so long ago. 
but I just remember the song and you still hear it on the radio, even on Yacht Rock stations. So it was a pretty decent song by him and a very catchy song. And like I said, one of my favorites for the whole year of 78. So is this next song, really. This next song um, by Earth, Wind & Fire, who uh, have a great following still today. And this is probably one of their best well-known songs. Coming in at 31, moving up from 49 that week, was their song of September. Very danceable, disco-type song on the ARC label, which was basically Columbia, but it was a red label with ARC on it, and that was their Earth, Wind & Fire label. And this song would go all the way to number eight. And you hear that still all the time on the radio. At least I do. Um, big hit for them. And uh, great song by Earth, Wind & Fire, September. So we're moving along now. And the next song to come on that week, came in at number 32, moved up from 41, was a song by the Pointer Sisters. And at that time, they were trying to change their sound into more of a pop sound. And this song was actually written by Bruce Springsteen, and he would have a hit with it later in the 80s. But this was the big hit for it, talking about fire. And they took it to all the way to number two, which was a big hit. And it did have a picture sleeve, and the sleeve you don't see too often. Um, basically, it shows them like backstage, the three of them and a group looking at the camera, I guess, on one side. And the other side just says the title of the song. But um, Pointer Sisters were on Planet. That was their label, and they were had all their hits on that label. But this was one of their biggest hits. And like I said, it was uh, written by Bruce Springsteen, and he actually had a hit with it too. But that's Fire. The next song was um, a gentleman that only had two top 40 hits as, uh, at the time, and this was his first and it was James Taylor's younger brother named Livingston Taylor. And it song's called I Will Be In Love With You. And it came in at number 39 and would go to number 30. Um, a ballad. Not a bad song. Uh, it's on Epic, the Orange Epic label that was out at the time. And um, it was probably his highest charting hit. And uh, that was Livingston Taylor. You don't hear it too often on the radio at all now. Not a particularly valuable or hard to find 45 either. And uh, the next song, you truly can say the group was a one-hit wonder. And a lot of times people think they were, but they weren't. But this one was. They only really had one charted single. And it was a dance group, and it was a big hit on the R&B, and it crossed over. And I'm talking about Chanson, spelled C-H-A-N-S-O-N. And it was on Areola, the label. Don't Hold Back was the title. And it went to number 21. Very catchy, very danceable song. I don't know why... Um, I don't hear it on the radio that much. You should, because it's a great song. And I thought it was a great song. It should have gone a lot higher than number 21. Um, but just not one you hear and not one you see too often either. So I don't think it's particularly valuable. It's just not one you don't, you don't see. And that's Chanson, Don't Hold Back. Um, and the last song I'm going to talk about for this edition, very interesting song. It's a cover. It's called I'm Going to Make You Love Me. And it's actually a Hot 100 song. It did not even get close to the top 40. Um, it only came in at number 91, and that's as far as it got, I think. But it did spend five weeks on the Hot 100. And it's a group called The Blend, and it's definitely a rock and roll-type song. It was on MCA. And the story I have about this record was, back when it came out, um, still couldn't drive, obviously, being only 12. 
But I remember going up to a record store in Olney, where I grew up, and it was called Record Fair. And it was a small little store, and I walked in there, and there was a lady behind the counter. And I don't remember what I bought at the time, but she gave me probably four or five promo 45s. And this was one of them. And I had no idea what it was because it hadn't I heard you never hear it on the radio. And I didn't know what it was and brought it home and played it. That's not that bad. And then years later, I realized it actually charted on the Hot 100. And I said, oh, I have this record. But I've never seen a stock copy. I've only had the promo that this lady gave me. So um, still looking for a stock copy of this. I don't know why it's eluded me. Maybe because it didn't do very well. And those are the types of records that are really hard to find are the ones that come in and chart for like two or three weeks and then disappear. It's not the big hits. It's the it's these types of records. So I know it's out there. I just haven't really concentrated on finding it. But I will. So and that's how I'm going to make you love me. Obviously, the song was done by the Supremes back in the 60s. It's a remake, but it's like a rock and roll remake. So and uh, that's by the blend. So my schedule is changing. So normally I like to do these on uh, Wednesdays, but because my work schedule is changing, I'm not going to have the time to do it on Wednesdays. So I'm going to be doing it on Saturdays. So I'm going to try to put together another one for you this Saturday, and then we'll do each Saturday after that. Um, and then as always, if you have any questions or just want to make any comments, you can email me at wtodsampson at yahoo.com. And that's it for this edition. And we'll start into 1979 uh, next week or maybe this Saturday if I can get to it. So I will talk to you later. Thanks.